Hey everyone, you're listening to the Faith is a Journey podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Herman, and a brand new episode starts soon. I hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Faith is a Journey podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Herman. On this episode, we are talking about big faith. Um, You know, you've heard the expression, you know, jumping into the deep end. Right, it's kind of a negative connotation, more negative than positive, really. You know, you hear something like jumping in the deep end with no floaties, or, you know, jumping on the deep end in shark-infested waters. All negative. You know, you're jumping, you're not prepared, you're thrown into a situation at your job where there's no training, um... You know, stuff like that where it's a scary, negative thought process that's jumping into the deep end. Jumping off of this high cliff um, and you have no idea. You think the worst is going gonna, is gonna to come from it. So, when I was putting those together for this episode and I thought, you know, how can we take big faith and take this jumping into the deep end and turn it into a positive like, why does this have to be so terrifying? You know, what if I were to tell someone, you know, that I jumped off the deep end in my faith? Are they still terrified at that point? Or do they think, wow, you know, you're, you're really involved and you took the bull by the horns, as another expression would be. Um, and, you know, what would that then look like if you take that negative and you turn it into a positive. Um, and I would think, you know, in a conversation, if someone's asked, you know, what that, that would look like, I would assume that the person has fully accepted Jesus in their life. You know, they have reached rock bottom back in the corner and they found out that faith is the only way out of that darkness. They don't want to move through life again or continue through life without their faith. They jumped into the deep end full of faith. They were prepared to have a relationship with Jesus. And they jumped and they dove into the deep end. So, as we move along, like we do in every episode, start with our Lord's Prayer. So if you're listening along, and if you have a moment and you can pray with us, please pray. Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever and ever. Amen. Alrighty. So, when I thought of titling this Big Faith... Uh, we were watching a couple episodes of The Chosen. They were going through a segment at church called The Blessed Life. And everything kind of came together as like taking that giant leap, taking that first step, jumping off the deep end and having big faith, having a strong trust in Jesus and moving through the rest of our lives with our faith in mind. And 
you know, I think the first part of scripture that really proves big faith for people comes from Proverbs 3, 5, where he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, if that doesn't talk about big faith, then, I mean, what does it say? You know, it's not going around and telling us, you know, we only trust in the Lord half the time. Only trust in the Lord with a portion of your heart. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart. And we lean not on our own understanding. This may be our physical life temporarily, but our life is given to Lord at the end. This is not our life. This is not our plan. This is not our path. It has been set and given to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. So I thought about this and a few things that I came up with. Um, you know, big faith, in my opinion, and, and thinking about this and how I would share this message is, you know, it's not caring about the thoughts and opinions of anyone else. You know, my journey in faith is not going to be the same as my wife, my two sons, my parents, you know, friends and family, my neighbors. This is my journey. Everybody's faith and their journey looks different. Our goal is all to be in the kingdom of heaven at the end of our, our life here on earth. And we all go through ups and downs, so not every single path looks the same. So why should we care about what someone else thinks or someone else's opinion on how we study the Bible or you know, what pastors we watch on social media outside of our own church? You know, That's for each individual to find on their own and to find the right message for them. And when I decided to make the church and faith more consistent in my life, you know, I think I was also a perfect example of jumping off the deep end. You know, there had been a few conversations in my household at the time that looking back on, I am, I am not happy that they took place. I'm not happy of my decisions and my thought process to get to that point. So, you know, the consistency of coming to church and, and having faith again started back on, you know, our, our baby dedication. And I'll get that into a minute. Um, but at that point, to be consistent, I had to jump off the deep end. There was no other way. If I didn't take a drastic approach into my Bible study and learning about Jesus, then it wasn't going to be consistent. And the consistency is an extremely important factor in growing your faith. So now back to our baby dedication. I don't, I don't think it could have worked any better in my favor that January 1st, first day of the year, first Sunday of the year, brand new beginning, that that's when we did our, our baby dedication for Charlie and Cam into the church. And as soon as we got home after that church service, went to Amazon, bought a Bible, bought um, the pens and the highlighters specifically for Bible study, um, bought the Bible tabs, a carrying case. Like I was ready to dive into it. And I remember when we went to our connect group, our small group, Sunday afternoon, and we were studying Jonah at the time, 
and are really good friends. Um, my wife was talking to um, the host and said that we went home and I went to Amazon and bought all this stuff. And, you know, my friend, her husband came over and said that he overheard and he was like, I, I don't know if I would have done that. Speaking of me going right home and buying the Bible and everything else. He's like, in your position, I don't know if I would have done the same thing. He's like, I would have taken maybe a slower approach and um, went to a few more services and just researched some stuff online before just diving in and, and spending money on the Bible and all the other stuff that I did. And I told him, you know, it's kind of a each is your own situation, but I felt like this was the right time and it, it had to be done. And that's that's how it happened. Thankfully that it all worked out like first day of the new year. Kids are dedicated by the church. We had our small group. Let's do it. Let's now's the time. I I I didn't have anything. I'd never had a Bible. I so there it goes. And that's and that's how it, how it happened. And the other thing, going through other notes from other services, um, to come up with this episode, you know, I I took a note from our old pastor where he said, if you came to Christ and hope that everyone would love you now, you're crazy. Or most times in faith, you will be rejected by those that don't believe or those that know of your past. And I'm like, that in itself takes big faith. You think when you become a person in Christ and you have faith and you have religion and you're transforming the way that you're living life, that the other people around you would hop on board with that and cherish and be accepting. And that's, and that's not the case at all. You know, he also mentioned that Jesus taking his disciples back to his home hometown is kind of like that high school reunion um, where you want to be there, but you don't want to spend too much time. You don't want to be there when, your friends that you graduated high school with, you know, mocked you, made fun of you, saw you at your worst, your bad hair days, your pimples and zits on your face. Um, and that's kind of where it is. Going back to that quote, if you came to Christ and thought then that everyone would love you, you're crazy. The people that are going to come after you are the ones that obviously don't believe. They think it's a waste of time, you know, to put in the time and effort to pray and to research and read your Bible. Then you have those that, you know, are happy that you you found Christ, but then they also know what your past was like when you were a sinner and all the things that you did growing up or when you were an adult before you found Christ. And that's the one thing that I've learned since, you know, being saved and baptized is my sins were forgiven. I died in my flesh at baptism. And when we, when I was brought back to the surface of the water, I was born brand new, forgiven of everything in my past. And I just think that's, that's the big faith, knowing that this is my journey, nobody else's. I'm doing what's best for myself in God's plan and God's path. And that's how I will continue to move forward in my life.
and I go back earlier when I mentioned watching episodes of The Chosen and past services and reading the Bible, um, some of the scripture that I found for this episode, they're pretty long. Uh, I have one from Luke, John, Matthew, 2 Corinthians, and Hebrews. Five scriptures that really show big faith in the disciples and the followers of, of Jesus. And we'll go into a little bit of detail in, in the scripture as well. So the first one I have is from Luke chapter 8, 43 through 48. And it says, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, and no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter then said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could no longer go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her daughter, Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And that again comes from Luke chapter 8, 43 through 48. And I want to point out a few things that really came out to me and that I've highlighted in, I, in my Bible and in my notes here is, in other words, immediately, faith has healed you. That's just, like, mind-blowing. That her faith healed her. Jesus didn't know she was there. He didn't turn and place a hand on her. She had large enough faith and only a small piece of fabric that healed her. It was her faith and her belief that touching the robe would heal her. But she didn't know for sure if that was going to work. But she didn't think that she could face him where he would turn to her and heal her, that she only had to touch a piece of his cloak. You know, she didn't care about battling against the crowds, letting the other people there touch her because she was unclean, or she didn't worry about the opinions of anyone else that was there. She had her faith. She wanted to be healed bad enough, and she was willing to defy the obstacles in her way. And you see it right there at the end of the, the verse. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And if you've seen episodes of The Chosen and you remember this episode, that at first when disciples had stumbled upon her over by the riverside, she didn't want to go see doctors. She had already spent all of her money. And then when she heard when they were walking away that they were with Jesus, she perked up. And you see later on that she goes to the town. She sees the large crowds. And she pushes her way in. And you see it, and it's like that slow motion, just the hand reaching out and barely touches the fringe of his robe. And instantly, immediately, her bleeding stopped. It's powerful 
what our faith can do. Our next line of scripture is from John chapter 11, 25 through 26. And in this, we said that Lazarus has died and Jesus is going to raise him from the dead. So that's a little bit of the background before we get there. And Jesus responds saying, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by, lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And this is a conversation Jesus is having with Lazarus, Lazarus's sisters after they have told him that he has died. And we see here that it's the faith of his sisters that brought Jesus to him. And it brought their brother back to life. And the verse just confirms that believing in Christ, we are to live forever. We know that our time on earth is temporary. And we know that our physical body will be laid to rest. But believing in Jesus gives us the eternal life. And that we will live forever. Our next verse comes from Matthew chapter 14. 25 through 33. This is where it's famous that everyone knows a believer, a non believer. You've heard stories and the things that you imagine when someone talks about Jesus walking on water. <clears throat> and we then start with um, line 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Here we see Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus, of course, reached down and caught him and responded, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Here, reading this, you know, Jesus said little faith because Peter's faith was not functioning properly. Watching the chosen and, and reading about Peter, putting strain on his marital relationship, and him going back and forth with seeing Jesus heal and perform miracles, but why he wasn't doing them to Peter in his own life, where his faith was wavering. And that's where you saw him step out of the boat. And that's that first initial step. Even with wavering faith, that's big faith. To take a chance to be the first one out of the boat and to walk on water towards him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I said, this was at a time when Peter was struggling in marriage and in faith, and he needed that reminder of who Jesus is and that everything would be fine. Jesus reaches out to guide us to steady us and support us. And we see those as perfect examples with Peter and the boat on the water. And Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus for a split second and thinks about what else is out there and worries about what else is out there. And he begins to sink. And Jesus steps in, grabs his hand, and saves him. Holding Peter, Jesus steps into the boat and the water is calm and we ourselves are like peter in a way we are walking on this water 
and we're putting our trust into Jesus. <clears throat> our next verse comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we live by faith, not by sight. It's a very simple line. It's short to the point. For we live by faith, not by sight. And here we see that we are meant to live by our faith. We wholeheartedly believe the gospel and eternal satisfactions that our daily struggles are not the most important concern. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It's not that seeing is believing, it's believing is in return seeing in the end. 99.9% of the time, what we believe in our faith will never be seen. It's the small acts that happen after we prove our faith where seeing it in turn comes back to believing in our faith. For we live by our beliefs and we live by our faith, not by what we physically see. What we, only, what we physically see is only temporary. What we're meant to believe and feel and have in our hearts is unseen and eternal. And our last line of scripture comes from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. And in this message, the verse is to have confidence in your faith. We live by our faith during times of distress, and then we will receive a reward from God. All of these kind of play hand in hand with each other. It's having our belief, believing things will come to us, not because we see them, but because it's in our heart and our soul that we believe it will come true for us. Our confidence comes by overcoming obstacles that will push us away from our faith. Like our daughter that has been healed. Her faith was so strong and she was so confident in her faith that she didn't care about the crowds. She didn't care about the opinions of everyone there that knew that she was unclean. She needed to touch the robe of Jesus. At a time when Peter is struggling and wavering on faith, he needs to take the first step out of the boat and reach for Jesus on the water. Our faith will take us to the eternal life. If you have big faith and big confidence in what you believe, keep it in your mind and in your heart and your soul. And you'll be surprised on what will happen. So those are our lines of scripture for this episode. Again, from Luke chapter 8, 43 through 48, John chapter 11, 25 through 26, Matthew chapter 14, 25 through 33, 
from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, and from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39. We are going to move into some of our understanding and prayer points. We're going to take a quick 30 seconds just to gather our thoughts, take some notes on this episode. So please stay with us. Give us a short break, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for staying on. I had to take a short break. Started to feel like I was on a cough a lot, and I didn't need you all to hear that. Having some allergies and some other stuff going on along right now as we get into our winter season. So we just followed up with our scripture for our episode on big faith. And it's one thing that has carried me up to this point through the year is having that consistency and, and walking through life with our belief. You know, to be honest with you, it's it's not every day that I hear from God when I pray. Not every day that, you know, I have a dream and there's this message. And that's part of this journey, too. We have to be patient in our prayer. You know, if we were getting responses every single day, then our faith is not a journey, right? Part of our journey and part of our relationship is God is the consistency in prayer. We ask and we shall receive. But God is always working when we don't hear from him or we don't see him work. And I think that's, you know, that's something that I take from this message too and having big faith and having confidence. My faith is that I'm not going to hear from him every day. I'm not going to receive a message every day or every prayer. Because I've I've now prayed for something, my prayer is complete. I'm gonna let God go to work. I'm gonna let Him take my prayer and do what He needs to do along that path. Most of my prayers are not easy fixes. They're not pray five minutes later. You know, God is right there with the message and the answer. It takes time. You know, I used to think when I would start to pray for something that. Oh, 24 hours, I need it. Where's my answer? 48 hours. Okay, come on. Time's up. Um, but the more I read through the Bible and I did research and you know, I prayed for certain things, I realized that I cannot rush God. There is no rushing Him. There is no asking for Him to hurry up. It's not to my own understanding. And that's where we go back to Proverbs that... We trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. This is not my path. I did not create this. I have to follow the path that was set before me. So I have a prayer and it takes three weeks. That's how long God needed to work on that. To make sure it was right on his path. And that's the understanding that I hope you all get as you're listening to this. Continue to pray. If you haven't heard from him, continue to have that confidence in your faith and build your faith 
take the giant leaps, take the leaps of faith, jump off the deep end in, our, in your faith. And I've learned that it's through the scripture that having that big faith can heal us, guide us, steady us, and support us. You know, something that I pray for when I do these episodes and I take notes down is you get a little bit of the message and then you can come back and you can get more bits and pieces pieces of it. Because it's exactly what this is. This is a journey. Faith is a journey. So one of my prayer points with this episode and something that I hope for you guys is that we can change that negative connotation of jumping into the deep end, jumping off the cliff into those shark infested waters, jumping into the deep end with no floaties, you know, anything else that you can think of. Like, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I hope that we can turn it around and say that with everything you are, that let's be all in. We're going at 100%. We're diving into the deep end. You know, for me, diving into the deep end keeps me consistent. It keeps me consistent with my studies and this platform to once a week I have an episode releasing. I'm putting scripture or a motivational quote, something positive on the Instagram page, like to be consistent and sending this message out to those that need it, that to those that need a reminder or a refresher to bring you back into consistency. That's where my hope is in all of this. You know, and it took me a while. I, I, I wrote this out, this last prayer for you guys listening, and I, I typed it out, deleted it all. I wrote it out, erased it all wrote some more, typed some more, put the two together, deleted it, put it all together again. And I just couldn't wrap my head around how to reach everyone in a sense that it's it's okay to take your time. It's okay to be patient, and that's what's needed in this process. So one last prayer as I wrap up. If you would like to join me, Heavenly Father, be a presence in our lives that pushes us to expand on our faith, to live with big faith. Help bring us to that hill or that cliff and lead us to the deep end. We are ready to live our life with you in our mind, in our soul, and in our heart. And that, Father God, you show yourself and you show off all of your wonder and all of your grace. And that I am reminded that I need you today, tomorrow, and forever. In the name of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Please stay tuned for new episodes and new content on any of our social media pages. Thank you so much. Thank you.